What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Questions You Never Thought to Ask, the Whitewater Kayaking Podcast. My name is Seth Ashworth, and this week I'm going to be talking about um, a, a recently written article in the most recent issue of Kayak Session Magazine, written by Nuria Newman, discussing uh, how rapids are named and the importance behind rapid names, uh, and a couple other things, but we'll give you a bit more of an overview uh, about it in a second. I'm joined today by a special guest, Pro Kayaker from California, Evan Moore. Evan, welcome to the show. Thank you, buddy. How are you doing? Uh, just great, man. Great to have you on. I hope we can get you back in the uh, in the near future here to do a, uh, a full-on interview. But for now, we're going to be talking just kind of in response to this article that I read recently that I thought was super interesting and that I kind of wanted to get your two cents on. Did, uh, did you take a quick look at the article? Yeah, I did. Okay, first off, what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was definitely interesting um and made me sit back and actually think about the names of rapids more than i ever have um i actually never really thought of the significance of the name um more of it as just a name of this rapid that you know that we're at or that we're running um and noria made a bunch of of good points about um a bunch of different things of how to name rapids and why rapids are named what they are. Um, but yeah. So for people who haven't read this article, it's in the most recent kayak session, which is issue uh, 68. Nuria Newman, who's like a French pro kayaker, who's sick. I really like hanging out with her. Um, she writes a regular, like um, a regular column near the back of the magazine every month or every uh, quarter or whatever, however much it comes out. Um, if you didn't read it already, I'd highly recommend going and check it out. And as always, Nuria's uh, column is super interesting and always gives an interesting view on things. But basically what she's talking about is um, the importance and significance of rapid names. Uh, if some of them are too sexist or perverse or misogynistic or what the story is behind them. And she specifically relates to a recent trip um, that she was on with Eric Boomer and Ben Sukesbury. Um, in Wyoming, where they ran a river called the Tongue River, and they were trying to name all the rivers, um, all the rapids related to Tongue, and the same on uh, on the Goose, the Big Goose Creek, I think, is the other one that she talks about. Um, so, if you haven't read this article, highly recommend going to check out. And as always, go check out um, what Nuri is up to. It's super interesting. But basically, what she's getting at is there's a lot of rivers around the world with rapid names that are kind of they're, they're pretty down there. They're pretty down in the depths, and they're not always super palatable. She brings up a bunch of um, a bunch of great examples, actually, in your neck of the woods, Evan. Um, yep. A lot of these are in California, I think, like Show Me Your Tits, One in the Stink, uh, Reach Around. I think those are all California-based names. Um, I, don't, I don't know about One in the Stink or Reach Around, but uh, Big Boy Pants, Raw Dog, Show me your tits. All those are, are um, definitely names in California, and a lot of them are on uh, on Fantasy Falls, um, which is a very uniquely named um, run. It's for one, Fantasy Falls have the river has nothing to do with with that name. Um, it's called the North Fork of the McCallumy, um, and I'm actually not exactly sure. Who named all the rapids uh, on that? Um, I've heard a bunch of different names because it was first descended by um, 
by Royal Robbins and all those guys way back in the day. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. I'm not exactly 100% sure on that. But uh, also, I think all the names came from the LVM boys. You know, back in the early 90s or mid 90s, um, where on all those were being named. So, uh, and there's there's quite a few interesting names on that run. And she referred to uh, a couple of them in on that run. Yeah. Now, before we get into it here, I'm absolutely not opposed to any of these names. I think if you first descend a rapid, you can call it whatever you want. And I absolutely 100% stand by that. And Nuria's like closing comment in this article was that like, we shouldn't judge rapid names kind of based on uh, our view of things today and like what our, what our, our personal current situation is. Like it's, that's not relative to how things were at the time when those rapids were first descended. And that's kind of something I wanted to kind of jump off here um, and get talking to you about, Evan, was yeah. it's, it's really interesting how like times change and things that were said at some point were okay and they're not okay now or vice versa. Um, and obviously rapid names definitely fall into that column, but it's quite often a, a topic which seems to just get glossed over and people are like, oh, this, you know, this rapid's called whatever so-and-so and there's absolutely no way you could reasonably if you were doing a first ascent like today call a gorge show me your tits but at some point in paddling world that that was okay thing um should we start to think about renaming these rapids because it's not in keeping with today's uh like today's current cli like cultural climate or do you think that's disrespectful to the people who originally went down those rapids and did the first ascent and did the work and put the time in and did the things that other people were not prepared to do? Um, it's a tough with, you know, the times that we live in now um, and trying to people that came, came before us and were the first people to do those rapids. Um, it's pretty funny when I think of those rapids, particularly, uh, particularly those ones on Fantasy Falls. Um, I don't think of the name in the negative kind of sexist way that they are. I've never, it's never even crossed my mind that that was a sexist thing because I don't look at it that way. I look at it as the name of the rapid. Um, and I, I think that some of those iconic rapids like that are... I just, I just don't know if they could be renamed. Um, I personally probably would never look at that rapid and be able to call it something else. And that's no disrespect to the times that we live in or anything like that. It's just truly the name of the rapid and what it was. Um, but I think going forward, um, and definitely now you don't see that quite as much with the rapids that are being run today and being first ascended, you don't see those names. Um, but it's definitely something that uh, you need to think about. Another really interesting point that Nuri brings up in this article that I thought was super interesting that was almost every first descent, almost every rapid name has an accompanying story. And we just like, you, you know, you've run these rapids a bunch and you don't know all the stories behind how they got to being there. And I wonder if, um, like sometimes guidebooks reference it really well, but quite often that information is getting lost. I wonder if we should try and start centralizing a database of this stuff for like how rapids came to have the names they have. Cause I, I think a lot of information is getting lost. I don't know how you found out about this, but like, 
a lot of information these stories and the stories are super interesting they're like as interesting as going down the river as hearing the stories of those first descents and those people who were doing it um but a lot of information of those stories is kind of getting lost in the in the ether right like especially with the internet and how we're all more connected but less connected yeah absolutely um i think people are seeing so many things on social media doing things now that they are kind of forgetting about what those boys did back in the day. And um, I think that's a great idea to have, you know, website or something to go and, and read the stories of those first ascents and all that. Not even necessarily to know how the rapid was named, but there's so much history and knowledge uh, to be gained from what those guys did, you know, 20 years ago um, on some of these runs that is just so impressive. And it's a really cool thing about California is uh, there's so much history just within the river community here and all the rivers. Um, and I've been pretty lucky to, you know, be able to meet a lot of those people and have stories with them and even be on some of those runs that they first descended um, and hear those stories, which are always incredibly interesting and I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I, I still don't know why a lot of the rapids were named what they were what it is and yeah that's i guess the best way to put it i mean and i and i'm so think about this right like think back to whatever your local run is right i'm going to take the ottawa as my local run right yeah there are a ton of there are a ton of uh different features that are named certain names that everyone just says oh yeah this feature is called phil's hole or whatever i have i've paddled that rapid hundreds of times like probably close to thousands of times i have no idea the story behind why that feature is called that. And I'm sure someone will email me at some point in the future and tell me all about it. And I'm excited to read the email, but I think there's so we get so oblivious, right? We're so switched off to like, it's just called what it is because that's what it's called. Um, but I, th- I think so much super interesting stories are getting lost. And I wonder what we could be doing as a community to help like mitigate that loss, you know? Oh, I agree. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, just having to talk to those those people that were there when they were named and being the first people to do these legendary runs. Um, that's what it comes down to. That's kind of what history is, you know. And um, I think that's really the the only way to to figure out what exactly were they thinking when they named that rapid or or on this run is to is to talk to those people. All right, so let's take it the other way for a second. There's like yeah. Nuria discusses a bunch of other names uh, of rapids that are like kind of obvious based on how the rapid is. And one great example is like S Bend Rapid in Mexico, right? Like on yeah. Seca on roadside, and yeah. it's kind it's kind of an S shaped bend into a little straightaway canyon. Super sick run. Should we be renaming the ones which don't have cool names? Um, you know, it's pretty funny how many double drops or triple drops or s turns or you know whatever named rapid there are in the world and it does make it confusing and um you know i think if a rapid is that name and people know it by that name then it should stay that name um for many reasons one for for safety reasons if you start you know beta gets lost in between naming rapids differently and changing the name of rapids there could be someone on a run and 
they're coming up on the double drop and you name it something else and then they have no idea what you're talking about anymore um so i think that's one one issue that i could see if we started renaming those rapids um generic named rapids like that um but yeah what do you what do you think of that well, the the reason I bring this topic up is because like the Ottawa has been like I'm going to use this Ottawa example again because yep. uh, re- recently I've been paddling with a couple of uh, Ottawa vets who have been coming up with kind of entertaining renames for some of the classic rapids um, on the run, and some of the entertaining renames are actually a lot more like on point with how it feels when you go down the rapid. Yeah. Like, so the example I give is like uh, the Normans Rapid is kind of like halfway down the run. It's like kind of narrows yeah. down and there's a bunch of offset diagonal waves and a couple of holes and some swirly whirly water um, and a couple of sm- small other features. Uh, and so instead of calling it the Norman's Rapid, which I think is related to a landowner or like a previous landowner of the area, uh, we've been calling it snakes and ladders because you kind of like you can zip across these like little reactionary waves like they're ladders and you can zip back up them and do attaining moves. But if you make a mistake, you'll go into like the swirly water and that's like hitting the like playing the game snakes and ladders, like where the, the snake takes you all the way down to the bottom. And then at the end of the rapid, it's all the water is kind of like swirly and weird. And we call that the snake pit. It's like where you end up if you uh, if you made a mistake. Yep. so it's, it's tons more entertaining and I really like the name, but I'm not 100 percent sure that it will be able to roll it out because it's like everyone's kind of already set in their ways on one name that doesn't makes sense it's just a name right yeah absolutely um it's pretty funny we we had this problem when we were running the cataracts of the the kern at ridiculous high flows in 2017 um we actually ended up renaming a lot of those rapids at the higher flows because it was just completely a different run um than it is at the you know the normal flows so, and we had quite a few people actually come back on us for, for renaming some of the rapids. Um, but for us, it was like, well, this is, you know, a complete different river at these flows than it was um, previously run before. So we felt that, you know, we were basically first descending a whole new river. So we felt that we had the, the right to rename some of these things once the river gets up to that flow. Which is a little different on the Ottawa. Um, you know, there's so many people that are doing that section all the time that it might be might be harder to try to convince people to rename it because it is so stuck and ingrained that say yeah, like Normans that it, that is the Normans Rabbit, even though we don't really know why it's named that or landowner um, or whatever. But we definitely got some pushback when we started to uh, try to rename some things, but. Uh, I think at the when end you of the say, day, sorry, keep yeah, going. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, you, you finish what you're saying, man. Finish what you're saying. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's just, you know, a tough, it is a tough thing to, uh, to rename. Um, and we definitely got pushback for it, but we also, I think we're able to, you know, put mm-hmm. in that it was a completely different run. So I think that's where we come in a little differently with that. Um, but yeah. Um, when you say pushback, do you mean like physically in person, like at the put in people are like, yo, bro, what the hell? Or do you mean like you're getting emails and messages via your email or Instagram, whatever? Uh, I mean, both, but definitely even <laughs> confronted in person about changing the names of Rapids. And it was it was friendly, you know, there was no one that was 
seriously pissed off about it. Um, but people coming up to us, you're like, you know that that rabbit's named Bolt Route, not Fluffy Pillow or whatever, you know, whatever the names would be. Um, but there's definitely a few that we changed, and people definitely uh, did not agree with it 100. Yeah, it's interesting that you were getting these, like, because even, even like a, a friendly interaction where someone's like, hey, you know, that's not the name. Like, it means people care enough that they want to interact with you about it. Like, if the way I like, like, if someone has time in their day to like say something to you, it's like that's time they could have been doing something else. So it must be important to them that they want to take the time to like engage you in that conversation. Um, how, how did you play those out? Like, what were the outcomes of those? Uh, they, were just they were just friendly, like, oh, hey, you know, that's actually called this and you're an idiot. Or like, you know, did anyone get uh, anything different to that? I mean, there was there was definitely a little pushback. Um, it was it was mainly the the generation that was before us um, that that was the pushback. And I think I don't know if it was a little bit of animosity or what. They were just looking for some reason to push back on us. I'm sure, and I don't want to you know start any sort of drama or anything. But uh, it was it was friendly. You know, it was it was over a beer at the brewery or something like that. So it was definitely. Nothing serious, but uh, like you said, people do take those names seriously, so it's something you got to think about. Uh, what, like, uh, so just coming back to something you just said a minute ago, like, how how high do you think it has to be before it's acceptable to start renaming the rapids? I, you know, well, the the magic number that we kind of came up with for, in particular, the cataracts of the current was that four thousand CFS range, and uh, before before we had done it at 4,000. The next ascent was about, you know, 2,800 or something. So it was significantly higher in a completely different river, um, which that was always argument coming back when people, um, you know, confronted me about changing. I was like, well, it's, it's a completely different river. And, you know, we, we were at the time the only people that had ever been down there. Um, so we felt like, you know, we had the right to name it what it was. And I'd also come back, you know, you could call it you could call it whatever you want, but we're going to call it this. This is how we're we're uh, going about it, and this is how we're identifying our landmarks on the river to make sure you know that we know where we are and know exactly uh, a game plan. Um, but we also had to get other people involved in the name changes too. Like you know, had my dad involved, who was always you know a phone call away if anything went wrong down there. And that's one thing that's really nice about the cataracts is that it's it's close enough to Kernville that if something were to happen, um, that we could get of help immediately, um, just about. But uh, it was also, you know, yeah, we had to definitely spread the names more than just to the people that were on the water um, for many reasons. So, and I think that would be where some of the pushback came back from too. So. And you didn't have to change the names of any of the like access points or put in takeout points or like emergency evacuation routes um, of the river. No, but we uh, we did we we ended up breaking down different sections of the cataracts uh, because it was about a you know a fifteen mile section which is the the true whole cataracts and uh, we actually never paddled from the beginning to the end in one go in one day. Um, we we never could. It was just too stout. Uh, we always and it's it's roadside, so we'd always pick off a section, and then 
out and then call it quits for the day and go back and and do another section the next day um so we actually we did actually change some of the access point names you know we the upper section of the cataracts has always been called the Cadillacs, and uh, we kept that name. And then, basically, there's a, a big rapid that ends the Cadillacs called Toilet Bowl, and uh, and then there's a, a section below Toilet Bowl that we called the Warm Ups, which was kind of a uh, a name that might have not been appropriate in you know underselling how hard it was. But it was the the easiest section of the entire section of the cataracts, if that makes sense. And uh, we called it the warm-ups. And luckily, there was no one that was going down there thinking it was a piece of cake because we called it the warm-ups. Um, but that was definitely one thing, looking back hindsight, that I would be worried about. Um, definitely still class five plus huge whitewater. Um, so maybe we shouldn't have called that the warmups. Um, and then we cha changed a few other sections names. I changing section names. It was more just adding sections because we weren't doing the whole thing at one time. Does that make sense? So yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. So yep. for that, let's keep, let's keep going with this example because I think it's really great that we're kind of contextually talking about this. You were paddling mostly like yourself. Uh, who else with you? Johnny Chase? Yeah. Alex Voorhees, uh, usual suspects. Yeah. Like, uh, what's, yeah. your, what's your crew here? Give us the rundown. Yeah. So, you know, when we were first, first doing it, the first day on the water down there was uh, myself, Johnny Chase, and Tad Dennis. And um, that was Steve the... Beast. That guy is yeah. such a savage. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's... I mean, he's one of the best kayakers sea wonders whatever put him in a plastic boat he's you know one of the best in the world it does not matter what he's doing um yeah so yeah it was us three and we were, we were kind of the ones that you know pioneered the that first month down there we were the ones that did every section first um and then and then alec came aboard after he got out of school and and things like that and more people joined um but definitely looking back on it now, it was Johnny, Tad, and I were the, you know, kind of the, the pioneers of the cataracts of those flows. Now, here's the next thing. Did the three of you work together to rename those or did the whoever was like first get the get the naming rights? So, you know, we, ca we actually came up with it together. It was a it was a team effort, the whole thing. Um, every single part of it, it had to be a team effort because it was so hard and so challenging. Um, and every day going out there was such a, it was such a team sport. I never felt like kayaking was more of a team sport than paddling the cataracts with those two um, during that time. Because we were, you know, I had done the cataracts plenty before that. And so had Johnny, uh, but it was just at way lower flows. So luckily we knew, you know, like we knew where we were. We could look, we knew, knew where we were on the river. Um, and a, a major highway runs literally right next to the river. It's roadside as can be um so you have these landmarks and stuff but figuring out the rapids itself was such a team effort and if anything were to go wrong if someone were to swim it was such a team effort um so we were always doing that as a team and and that came with with naming and all that so and that kind of brings me back to something we were talking about earlier about having like kind of a, a stories database because for for that example you've given here like it's 
kayaking's a team sport like there's no like if you're doing a first scent of something like it's not just one person out there it's a bunch of you like one person will be first for sure but like it takes every it takes you know takes everybody to make that happen um and i'm super interested to hear if back in the day those uh the, the older crews that were doing those first descents and naming those rapids um were uh were kind of doing team naming rights or if the, whoever was first was like this is what we're calling it and that's that um but i guess we will never know unless someone starts a sick database of of stories to collect up yeah definitely um you know i've i've talked to scott lingren a lot you know we're we're really close and we both live in california and pal together a lot and um they definitely were a team that core group of people that he had uh, scott and Willie Kern and the Knapp brothers and they were they were tight knit and they worked together on a lot of stuff they were doing so I can't answer your question exactly on on the naming things but um I know that they were as much of a team as any crew that I've ever heard of so I as as a segue to this I'm so friggin excited for Rush's new movie about Scott Lindgren like that is going to be the sickest kayaking documentary I think that's maybe ever been made. I I think you could even go further than saying one of the sickest kayaking documentaries. I think it's just going to be one of the the greatest action sports documentaries ever made. Um, I've been lucky to you know talk to both of them about about the film and they've they're putting their their blood sweat and tears into this thing and you know those two with. The background they have on filmmaking and kayaking, just putting that much effort and energy into it, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, that's um, I'm I'm so pumped about that. I can't wait to uh, see that and then do another podcast about it. Um, let's get back on topic here for our yep. uh, for our naming rapids thing and, and kind of talk about Neuro's article. Um, what strategies can people employ if they get to a rapid and they just they do not agree with the name so much they cannot say it? And that's a tough one. I haven't been in, you know, a ton of situations to where we haven't completely agreed on a name. <laughs> but I, to be completely honest, the biggest thing that we've had a problem with naming is trying to come up with a, with a team name between uh, Johnny, Carson, Alec, and I. Which So that's a funny thing. But uh, we, we just cannot I, come up with it. I thought you guys were called Team Ice Cream. Like, uh, I thought this was kind of decided. No, that's just that is just Johnny Chase and Noria. That is their oh. own team. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, back on topic. Yeah, I personally, if I was in that situation where we couldn't come up with a name, I I, I have no idea. I'd just probably call it like the No Name Rapid or something. The, which sorry, actually, my my actual question was here, and I'm going to use an example in Mexico on Upper Halasingo, okay. like the yeah. yeah. Last big rapid is called Bukaki, which is um, a word from pornography. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a lot of people actually have started using a different name to this. Um, what What do you think is the correct response if you get to a rapid and you're just like, I am super uncomfortable with saying the name of this rapid. Should they rename it? What should they do? Give me Give me the lowdown. Yeah, I mean, if if you're personally not comfortable with the name of that rapid then gosh you can call it whatever you want you know that's not that's not gonna upset me if that's something that's offending you or or whatever then call it what you want to call it come up with another name you know i uh i think that's the time that we live in you don't 
you could call you call it whatever you want, you know. And uh, I don't think that's. I think that's that you're right. That rapid on the upper hall single is is controversial for sure. And uh, yeah, I think you could call that thing whatever you want. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my stance on it. Uh, I don't think it's disrespectful to the person that that ran it first, just because the the name has is. You know, it's a disrespectful name to begin with. So I don't, I don't think that the person that named it would be that upset if you are uh, calling it something else. And and it's, you know, it's to me like I would rather if you are so uncomfortable with the name, if it offends you so much, I would rather you just said just describe what the rapid looks like rather than try and come up with a different name. There you go. Um, yeah. And and I, and I, I, I guess that sounds stupid, but it's like if you've if you've gone to the hard work of doing a first ascent and almost every single first ascent, I bet like 99.5% of all first ascents are a lot of friggin' work and a lot of, usually a lot of suffering and time spent without food or in the jungle or like getting bitten by bugs or just, just having a bad time. Like you're having a bad time to do a good thing for a lot of people. Yeah. I think it's, I think if you named a rapid first, that's if you stick to that name or just give a description of the rapid. And I don't think there should be an intermediary name. That's, that's my two cents. Like I think if you start to rename things all the time, something you brought up, which is like, it gets difficult for safety, but I think yep. it's kind of disrespect. It's kind of like a middle finger to those people who did the work before you, who found a good put in that you use and found a good takeout that you're going to use and found a way down. And this page has been passed from like people to people to people like it's kind of a middle finger to those people who did the work to start like renaming all the rapids. And I, I agree with that. I don't think I don't think that you should rename, you know, you could go into a run and just start calling it whatever you want, you know. I don't think that I could yeah, go I mean, and... follow, follow your heart for sure. Do what makes you happy. But if you really, really can't say it, just give a description of the rapid, man. Move on. Yeah, and I agree with that as well. And you know, going back to my point about uh, if you if you really are that upset with the name, um, you know, you could call it something else within the group you're on the water with. You say, but like I said, for safety reasons, that, that's the biggest concern I see is when you start renaming rapids, um, is that people would not know where you are talking about. Say, you know. You you change a rapid and there's a piece of a new piece of wood or something in that rapid and you're saying you know whatever double drop has a piece of wood in it when it's really called big boy pants you know or whatever yeah um, that's my biggest concern with with renaming all the rapids for sure and if you know if you're if yeah and if you if you have your group of people that you're paddling with on board um, with calling it that within your group, then that's fine to me, you know. But just don't bring any sort of hazardous things that could happen by renaming a rapid into the entire world of kayaking. Because um, I could just see problems definitely rising mm -hmm. from that. Preach. I think that that's. I agree with you 100% there, Evan. I think it's interesting that we've been talking about this one-page article for like almost half an hour. Like it's it's such a short article, but there's so much more 
it's like how net rapids are named and like the stories behind them is so important and it's such a big part of our culture that's uh i guess like not obvious until you start really looking into it and then it's like you you realize how much of a big deal it is yeah um, absolutely. i think it's 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 crazy and it's you know it's hard that we can't there's like no black and white there's no right or wrong answers it's just like these are the things that you and i think and i'm sure other people have other opinions um on this same topic yeah i'm sure and it's pretty funny like like i said at the beginning of this i really haven't put that much thought into the significance of the names of the rapids you know i i definitely will think wow that's a great name for a rapid or, or something like that but thinking of the actual significance of it is something that you know i really just haven't thought of and and that's pretty wild for you know someone that paddles as much as i do and does as many rivers to to think about that and not think of the significance of the names so I know there's other people out there that for sure, you know, feel the same way that I do. And that's that's the takeaway I'm getting, really. The more I've thought about this, the more we've talked about it, the more I'm like, I would love for someone. I'm. It's not going to be me. I'm not, like, web-savvy enough. I'm, I just don't think I have time. Uh, but I would love for someone to start collecting those stories or, or at least putting somewhere on the internet where we can all start centralizing these stories because I think it's there's so much getting lost. And there's, like... That older generation, like I think especially in California, that generation of people who are doing those first ascents are like starting to get older and you know that you know that their times uh their memory is gonna start fading and those like really bright memories that they would have had as like you know, teenagers and twenty year olds doing first ascents are gonna start fading and important details of their stories are gonna start getting lost. And I would love to get that somewhere for everyone before that happens, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, some of it's, some of that's already happening, you know, uh, the Royal Robins did so many of the first ascents in California, you know, he did, he did the big three, which is the, you know, the headwaters of the Kern, the middle fork of the Kings and, um, devil's post pile on the middle fork of the San Joaquin. Those are three, you know, iconic high Sierra runs that he yeah. did back in the eighties. And, you know, he's not around anymore to be able to tell you the reason that they named those rapids that or, or what. Um, so there's just, yeah, there's a ton of interesting things that, that need to be talked about before before that history is just gone because it, it has not been uh, written down or spoken enough about. And it's it's very interesting for sure. Yeah, I, I hope that we can wind this podcast down by asking anyone on the internet who has time and inclination and is as passionate about it as as we are or as probably all kayakers are if you actually stop and really think about it that someone will start a, a database for all these first ascent stories so we can get to the bottom of why rivers call the river or why rapids call the rapids sorry on on uh, any given river um i really hope that someone out there in the future can can help us with that but it definitely the more we talk the less clear i am on on uh, what's right and what's wrong and the interesting thing Nuria kind of comes up with at the end of her thing is that we there's so much we don't know and we just can't we can't make any value judgments based on how we are right now you know in the culture we live in right now so I hope uh, I hope this is a discussion more people can can start to have and I think we've got a lot uh, you know this has been a good diving board for a lot of people to start talking more about why things are called things you know yeah, agreed. And just want to give a shout out to Noria for uh, 
how well written that article is. You know, she's extremely intelligent and it shows in that article. And I'm glad that she's starting this conversation because I think it's it's a cool one. Yeah, agree 100%. Evan, we're going to wind it down here. Where can people find you if they're interested in hearing more about you? What's your Instagram? Give us your YouTube, Facebook, etc. Yeah, uh, Instagram is Evan with two N's more. And then Facebook is Evan Moore Kayak. And YouTube is Evan Moore Kayak. Right on. Okay, well, this has been questions you never thought to ask. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you can take this debate on... Uh, what's important about a name back into your kind of friend group and kayak group and uh, let us know some of your thoughts if you loved hearing more of this uh, if you love this podcast and want to hear more of it please consider supporting on Patreon that's patreon.com slash Seth Ashworth and hopefully I will see you in the very near future peace Later.